Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. And we're back one more time with the Pop Culture Cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here. Thanks so much for watching and listening. It is the state of pro wrestling for February 2023. We're talking the WWE today because there's so many things going on in the WWE. And who better to go ahead and talk about what's going on with the WWE than a good man indeed. Hopefully that sounded pretty good because that was the third time trying to do it. It is a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at the PVD cast. It is a very patient John Orlando. John, great to have you here. You sound good. Your, your okay. video's going fine. Everything's okay. looking good. You All and right. I, once again, talking pro wrestling, something you do quite often at the PVD cast. Go ahead and check out your thoughts. To, everybody should. Everybody should go ahead and check out your thoughts on the Royal Rumble today at the PVD cast, along with so many other things in the library, plus your Madlock podcast as well, which we'll talk about at the end of the show. But when it comes to WWE, there's a lot of things going on with the road to WrestleMania. We just got out of the Royal Rumble. There's NXT, which just happened with the future of Braun Breaker. We're going to talk about as well, but a potential sale of the WWE mm. after decades owned by the mcmahon family vince mcmahon senior and now vince mcmahon jr obviously uh, transitioning into a publicly traded company but he still gained control he was kicked out because of controversial reasons uh, that we don't really want to go into we've already have on a previous show they has been able to maneuver his way back in as far as gaining some sort of control within the board of the directors but spearheading a possible sale is CEO because it's no longer co-CEO because Stephanie McMahon has left the company as far as from that status as co-CEO. It is now a single CEO and Nick Khan, and he has been in recent times on podcasts and interviews talking about a potential sale for the WWE, something he's been working on behind the scenes for years now. There are some major contenders uh, here in Vegas. We have our thoughts on some various odds and things of that nature, but there are some major contenders to who might get a uh, enough money together to go ahead and purchase the WWE in as little as three months is what he's talking about. So your thoughts on this, I mean, obviously it's something that's been worked on behind the scenes for quite some time, as you has already stated in one of our previous conversations. So your thoughts on a potential sale of WWE happening sooner rather than later, and who would be the main party involved? First of all, I don't think anybody is dumb enough to believe that this is going to be done in three months because, I, look, it's a major multi-billion dollar company. So mm -hmm. it, it's going to take, it, it's probably already taken. The deal's probably, I'd say, 80% done probably if there's a deal that's going to be done in three months. Like that would be my timetable. You can't start from scratch at 0% and in three months have this done. There's no way. So if Nick Khan is saying three months from now, they're going to be a sale, then he's been working on it for quite a while behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, as for contenders, I think obviously we, we look at Comcast or NBC Comcast Universal, Universal. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Universal. That, that's because the WWE Network's already on Peacock. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Disney Plus is a, a lock. I think they're a dark horse. So I would speak. I would say dark horse. Yeah, especially yeah. with the Hulu. If they do buy out Hulu because they own sixty percent of Hulu, I think it becomes a more serious conversation. 
I know they wouldn't put a whole ton of stuff for WWE on the Disney Plus platform, but they might put some of it, you know, if they were able to buy it. I think it would be in the benefit for both Disney Plus and WWE if mm-hmm. they did to 150 million plus subscribers. But most likely they would move a lot of that stuff over to Hulu like they did before. Like you said, they were replaying Raw and SmackDown and abbreviated versions there. But they would have to, I think, own the Hulu outright in order for them to truly be interested in purchasing the WWE. But I would put list them as a dark horse. I think Netflix... Just recently, they've talked about how, you know, the numbers have plateaued and what mm-hmm. a better way to get those numbers to start going back up is by offering something new, offering something that they've never had before, mm-hmm. uh, sports or pro wrestling, as the case may be. I could mm-hmm. see them being a, a possible contender. They they have the paycheck. Uh, excuse me. They have the check to cash, if you will. They, they got plenty of money. The question would be, though, if they would do live events, because if they started to do live events, Gerald, I'm sure Endeavor knows how to do a live uh, combat sports type of production where Netflix would not be because filming movies like, you know, The Glass Onion or whatnot is something radically different. And that's something they spend $500 million on is the Knives Out second and third movies. And then they spent 200 for The Gray Man. But you're right. They've only been interested in passing in live events. When it comes to live events, they've commented on, well, if it only makes them money. And because live events, running live events is extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Endeavor, the owners of the UFC. I think that would be an easier transition of any of these companies. If they were to come in, they were to buy WWE, put in their own people, et cetera, et cetera. They would be the ones most likely to transition a sale on screen product probably as well as anyone because that's what they do already is put on live events. So in Endeavor purchasing them, I could see that happening. I think they are a little bit higher on the list than Disney plus one name though, that I wanted to mention. And I did mention on one of our previous efforts is Amazon prime as far as being able to have the money to do it. Because, you know, you and I buy everything off of Amazon. And <laughs> Jeff Bezos has a couple of dollars here or there to spend. You know, when he's not spending it. You know, when he's not going into space, of course. But this is a possibility if they really want to improve an already improving Amazon Prime video. And which earlier in the decade, well, back about five, seven years ago, I was mocking them. At the beginning of the show uh, in 2016, I was mocking them for their... All the billions that they had, they didn't spend any of it on quality programming. Now, years later, they've have a really pretty good lineup, comparable lineup of, of quality television and movies that they can throw at people. And this would only accentuate that. They've been already willing to spend $500 million or more on the Lord of the Rings and getting that series to tape. So I think that they're a possibility as well. And of course, the Saudi investment firms that have always been talked about since this happened as far as having the money to do so. Nobody has, I think, more money to spend than them, and they've already been willing to spend it to try and improve their image on a world platform by you know, spending it on, for instance, LIV Golf. Whether or not you like it or don't like it, that's, that's up to you. But I'm just saying that they've spent a lot of money in, in that building that up and, and actually getting that off, off the ground. And I would not 
be surprised to see them making a serious effort to go ahead and buy the WWE. But didn't Nick Khan claim that that was hogwash, that there was no interest from that Saudi investment firm? I thought that I heard that on a podcast, read that on the internet somewhere. That's a possible possibility, but I would not leave them out of the equation because they have such a, a great relationship with the Saudis. They run, what, one, two shows, major shows a year in Saudi Arabia. They have been maintained that that's something that they want to continue going forward. It wouldn't surprise me if that the Saudi or a Saudi Arabian investment group would be interested in as well. I mean, there's only a certain number of contenders that would have to pay four to six billion dollars for an entity like this, which is expected. That's the projected is four to six billion dollar window for the WWE. To me, I think that's something that wouldn't be out of left field. It wouldn't surprise me in the least. But uh, yours is Netflix. Mine is Amazon. But look at the options, you know, Universal, Comcast, obviously, because they have already on Peacock. But Peacock's not a large entity as of yet, as far as streaming wise. They are growing, but it's still very much far behind the other major contenders. So so many questions out there on who might buy the WWE. Is there another, and I'm going to use the term foreign, and I don't mean that derogatory, but is there another foreign conglomerate that might be interested in it? Because we talk about the Saudis, but there's there's plenty of very wealthy individuals in in China and Japan and Russia, for, for, for instance. Like, has there been any other, because I have not heard, but I, I could see another multi-billionaire from another particular country coming aboard and saying, hey, uh, I'll give you $4 billion for it. Chinese investment firms obviously have made their presence known around the world as far as their purchases are concerned. So this is something that could happen, although pro wrestling has never been big in, in China, to the best of my knowledge. There's only been a smattering as far as number mm -hmm. of wrestlers that have been involved or number of wrestling events that have been involved in that country. So I don't know how much of a product knowledge that they have going into it to even consider buying something of this nature. So that's a possibility just because of the fact that they would have the funds necessary to do so. I still would think the major entertainment companies here are, are, have me giving them the leading edge. Sure, sure. But, you know, I'm never going to count out the Chinese, Saudi Arabian, you know, some... Somebody who can go ahead and spend four to six billion dollars, you cannot overlook. I mean, India, because they had, you know, granted, yes. it's been like 13 years ago, but TNA had that working agreement with um, uh, Ring King. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a, there's possibilities there. No. I just was throwing it out there because I think that, you know, we, we as you eloquently put it, you can't count out literally anyone if, no. as long as they have the cash they're probably going to be a contender. I think that's safe to say. Absolutely, my friend. So let me ask you this. This could be a very momentous year for the WWE with a possible sale, the road to WrestleMania, and a possible title change at the top. And then obviously what could happen going forward with the NXT, as we'll talk about as well. But the potential sale of the WWE still remains the biggest thing that could happen as far as the pro wrestling industry occurring within the past decade even above Vince McMahon leaving because as you know I both know he was always probably going to come back at some point in time because you know no one really leaves in pro wrestling I know <laughs> but uh, you know the WWE being sold and being run by 
someone else or an, another entity outside of Vince McMahon, that to me, I think is probably, uh, I'm not as, I'm not, wouldn't be as shocked as I once was, as I was last year, because the fact is, you know, I, I kind of got used to the fact that there's not no longer McMahon at the top, but with a company coming in there, running it all together and no Vince McMahon's uh, unless they want Vince McMahon or McMahon involved. It just seems to me like it would be something that will change the industry forever. Oh, I agree. They like it or not. They, the WWE have been the forerunner of professional wrestling for 40 some odd years. Okay. So that, that, that's definitely going to change. I will be interested to see if, for an example, let's say Endeavor buys it. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see how the structure of that company is. Who's in charge of what? What are their responsibilities? How does that impact the overall product? That's what I'm most concerned and most interested to see. When that sale happens to whomever, how do they organize things? So let's say the company does get, get bought out by somebody and somebody else comes in. Because of this, the recent success of a lot of the storylines right now in the WWE, we've seen the numbers go up. Maybe it's just because it's the lead to WrestleMania and there's always an interest coming yes. and, and there's always a bump from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania from the beginning of the year. People get more excited than after WrestleMania. They're just like a lot, you know, a lot of the casual fans, they're gone right mm-hmm. after that. And they're gone for a while, but there's a pretty good bump right now going on. The, the WWE has had recent highs that it hasn't had in quite some time as far as ratings and attendance and things of that nature. The San Antonio Royal Rumble garnered them great attendance records as far as overall gate and gross. That I think that was an all-time record for them. So they are right now looking a little bit more positive than normal. So if an entity comes in from outside to purchase the WWE, would it be in their best interest to keep Triple H as the head of creative? Because he's probably at this point in time, for what I'm seeing, probably the most person responsible, I think, in my opinion, for putting the WWE from where they were a year ago to where they are now. Absolutely. 100%. The worst thing any company could do, whether, and again, I'll just pick on Endeavor for a moment. For an example, if Endeavor buys it, is to to clean house. Like a lot of companies do. We, We know this. History has shown us that there have been large corporations that have been bought out. That core has been thrown away, has been removed, and then a new regime comes in, and then that corporation goes right down the toilet. So I think it behooves whoever purchases the WWE to keep Triple H in charge of creative, to allow him to have his subordinates, I'm just going to use that term, you know, that help him, the agents, the whatnot, the production people. I think you have to keep that in in, in check. Even, even if it does hit a rough spot, because you, you can never tell. Maybe the sale goes through, some fans get a little bit, eh, and maybe the, 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 the rate is going to dip a little bit. I think you have to ride that out. You have to give Triple H the opportunity, if that happens, to bring those numbers back up. So funny because if Endeavor buys it and the first day on Raw, Dana White comes out there in the middle of the ring. 
and does the same thing that the McMahons did when they bought WCW and said, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, and you're fired, and you're fired. That would be kind of funny, very ironic to say the least, mm. but I don't foresee that happening because even if Endeavor buys it, they would probably do something very wise because when you're running a multi-billion dollar company like UFC, now, obviously, Endeavor wasn't the company that actually started the UFC or really was there to help it grow. They were the ones that bought into it mm -hmm. for quite a bit. But they've sustained a greatness level for UFC as far as what they do drawings-wise and things of that nature. So I think that they have done a lot of right things with the UFC since they purchased it. And I think that they would not go wrong if they actually ended up buying the, the WWE. I don't think it would be... a product on screen that you would be ashamed of as a pro wrestling fan if they bought it with the other entities it's a wild card because of who mm -hmm. they keep in place or who they bring in so we'll see what happens my friend but it's a very big question on who do you think out there would buy the wwe so your leading contender is netflix is that yep. correct i'm stick with netflix even though i like amazon i like your idea about amazon i'm gonna stick with netflix okay. I am. I, I would probably say Amazon would be a leading contender, but I'm going to say Comcast Universal. I just think out of desperation to not have it leave Peacock because if it leaves Peacock, I'm sorry for all the things that they've got on Peacock. Wait, they don't have many great things outside the WWE on Peacock. You know, that's probably why the reason why they're struggling just to get to 30 to 40 million subscribers as opposed to the others letting the WWE network walk would probably be something that would be a really hard blow for them to take. But, you know, again, we'll see what happens, but want to hear everyone's thoughts. If you have thoughts on who might buy the WWE and do you think it'll happen in the not too distant future, please let us know. Pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com. You're listening to the pop culture cosmos for the latest news and information analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA. Check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. But my friend, there's much more to talk about as John mm -hmm. Orlando is here for the PVD cast. It is the state of pro wrestling in February 2023. Oh, my friend, the NXT takeover just recently happened. And we're seeing the stars of tomorrow, hopefully, try to rise. Although the stars of tomorrow included the New Day, which who lost their tag titles. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would not be happy if I was New Day. But it's obviously something that they wanted to go, to go down to the yeah, NXT and, you know, obviously try to see if they can find better fortunes there because they thought their act had grown stale for after a decade plus in WWE. I still think that there was still life in the WWE for them. But again, that's, that's not here or there when it comes to the champion, Braun breaker, who defended his title successfully at the most recent NXT takeover. The question now remains going forward. Shawn Michaels, I think has done a pretty good job considering that the quality level, of the talent right now, unless we will see things in hindsight, a lot better later on, Right now, the talent level in NXT is not to where I think it needs to be. I think it should be. 
I think that the quality level of NXT is not in there entirely, but the one big star that I can see right now is Braun Breaker. And Braun Breaker's been there quite some time, my friend, as the champion. Has Braun Breaker grown a little bit stale in NXT, and is it time for him to move up to the world of the WWE? I think so. Uh, I did not uh, watch the uh, bon- Braun Breaker Grayson Waller match on the uh, on the event. It was okay. I, I, I'm not a Grayson Waller. I I'm totally like do not get it why people think he's good. I'm sorry, and I know that that's it's it's my Baron Corbin. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like I don't get it. Like and and I'm bored with him. I think Braun Breaker's reached a point where he's got to come up to the main roster. The problem with that is, who do you put the NXT title on? Because obviously, Grayson Waller, I, I don't, I don't like, and I'm sure many people would agree with me on that that he's just missing something. So, who else do you have on the roster that would be a feasible NXT champion? And that's a question I was posing to you because, as I was stating in the NXT, they just don't have any stars that they've been pushing that just people know, understand, want to see to the level of what we've seen in the past at NXT. Now, maybe that's a good thing that they're, everybody's on even plane right now at NXT. If, if Braun Breaker were to leave tomorrow, that everybody else will have a shot because, you know, we always talk about in the pro wrestling industry that, you know, it's the, the locker room and the politics behind the scenes has always has a hierarchy and, you know, there's, it's so hard to work your way through that, that ceiling. And in NXT right now, it seems like anybody with any decent gimmick that can get over can find themselves at the top of NXT very quickly. So to me, I don't think that's a bad thing that they don't have the depth or quality right now, because they can also over the course of a year, two years, work their way up to build a quality depth that you and I could say, Hey, NXT really is starting to build something strong once again. But right now you don't see what we saw previously when the, you know, especially the NXT women's side, which had so many great contenders coming up as far as Bailey, as far as Becky Lynch, Oscar, you know, you, you could just name it just ton, Nikki cross at that point in time, just a ton of names, which you saw that had so much potential you don't see right now on both the women's or the men's side yet, but that means if Braun Breaker were to leave tomorrow, which I think he should, because again, mm-hmm. I think it's becoming a little bit stale for him, for Braun Breaker, should be Braun Steiner, as you and I both I say. agree. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, why show your dad on TV? Why have your dad on TV? Why do an angle with your dad on TV if you're not going to call yourself a Steiner? But need I digress, but. I will say, though, that when it comes to the NXT, I think that just because of the fact they don't have the the developed stars at NXT just yet, that, that doesn't mean that's a bad thing. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. But that was the one thing I was going to interject with is that in the past, we've had uh, I'll just a roster of 10 people from NXT. You had four or five that had no idea. They, they were brand new to the sport, but then you had the other four or five that were the Samoa Joes, that were the 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 Kyle O'Reilly, the, the indie Bobby superstars, per se. right? Those ones who could help with those others, and I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening currently with with NXT. There's not that solid. I mean, you have Apollo Cruz, great, fine, 
he's doing a little bit at a time, but that's one. But Apollo Cruz was and had already had his taste in the WWE, and obviously it did work out. With the New Day, if you took Apollo Cruz, the New Day, and Braun Breaker out of the equation, right now it's really hard to say or point out any NXT stars that you think they're ready to go. In the past, John, you have always, always named me four or five players in the w, in in the NXT that were ready to go to the WWE and were just waiting and that you wanted to go ahead and see them push to the WWE right away. And that's something I cannot say right now. And I don't think that's something you can say right now either. No, I, I, I think right now the only answer that you have to who you put the NXT title on is Carmelo Hayes. But there's been a lot of chatter about him going to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <clears throat> But is he ready? I, 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 Again, to me, I don't think he's ready. I, I don't think he is either. I think he is maybe six months away from being ready. I just, well, that's I, again, one. that's one. The only other person I think that's ready to go is on the women's side. I think Gigi Dolan's is set to go. I think mm-hmm. she could easily be plugged in on SmackDown and be very successful in the women's division. But focusing on the men's side of things, you're right. It's Braun and it's Carmelo Hayes. And that's it. I'm not counting Apollo Crews and the and and the New Day. I'm just not. That's they're they're WWE superstars as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And and they've done this to themselves because they, again, they haven't followed what worked before in the past. And I feel like that blending of having those indie darlings or indie superstars, or whatever you want to call them, mixed with the new kids worked really, really well. So let me ask you this. I mean, obviously, attendance is still an issue. NXT, you want to have them run events. They're talking about running a little bit of some mini house shows that they've done in and out of the past and whatnot. But they still do those big super shows. Like they've got one planned right around WrestleMania time when it comes to the Crypto.com arena for an NXT takeover. You need a Braun Breaker to go ahead and fit the top of the bill. But the thing is, he i think is is becoming a little bit stale he's he needs to go ahead and be sent to the main roster to see what he can do i think i think the time has come but the problem is you don't have anybody like we talked about that really is behind him that can still draw for the nxt so you're in a little bit of a quandary aren't you mm-hmm. and look it i think you if you bring braun up to the main roster I think one very easy way to kind of help him make that transition and keep some of that momentum, you got to do something with dad, Rick or uncle Scott, I think is an easy way to get him jump started. I feel if I was booking, that would be one thing I would do. I'm not saying it has to be an extended program, Gerald, but I'm saying they could do maybe one night where they're in the corner. Braun breaker takes on Bobby Roode or whomever, it brings the nostalgia factor. It keeps him moving in case he doesn't get quite over on the main roster. So if Bobby Roode loses to Braun Breaker, would a stipulation be that that Bobby Roode would have to sit in for a math class with Scott Steiner? <laughs> yes. And he'd have to have dinner at his Shoney's restaurant too. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But yes, I, I think the math class would probably be... A, Interesting enough to say the least. Yes. And wouldn't you know, PD Williams is an agent for the WWE. So you could have him stand right next to Scott Steiner when he does it. 
And they have so many blonde young ladies that are commentators or backstage interviews, excuse me, that you can plug any one of them in and you can just recreate the TNA experience. Yes, virtually almost like it was back then. But (laughs) yes, that's a joke out there. If you really want to go ahead and laugh, yes, go ahead and type in Scott Steiner Impact Wrestling Math. And then there you go on YouTube. But before we head to the break, my friend, Wanted to go ahead and ask you again. Again, it's still a serious thing for WWE to contemplate because it leaves an open chasm if Braun Breaker were to leave NXT. But even though I think there would be some early pitfalls, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because the hierarchy of the NXT for the future beyond Braun Breaker would create a lot of openings and possibly some gimmicks or some superstars that we're not aware of that might develop in that time with those well, kind of openings. I think if they move Braun Breaker up, the only thing they can do is move another uh, superstar from the main roster down to take that NXT title to be a placeholder. I think that's the only op- that, that's the only option you have. If I'll just randomly pick somebody. Elias, he comes back down to NXT. Okay, he wins the title from Braun Breaker, and he's the champ for two months, three months, till you can build somebody else up. I mean, that's the only answer that I can, I can give you. Yeah. And it's not a very good answer. I no. totally agree. It's not a very good option, but I think they painted themselves into this corner and this is now what they have to figure out. Well, I'm hoping for some measure of success for NXT. Again, there's a lot of budding superstars. It's just who is going to break out from the pack because I don't think outside of what we've seen already from Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, and a couple others there's still many in nxt who've yet to find their footing as far as with the fans the wwe universe and like but i'm willing to go ahead and, and keep an eye on it if braun breaker does move up but i think it is time for braun breaker to mm-hmm. develop in the wwe if you want to continue that because i think he's a star in the making and someone that the company can really put a lot of weight behind but again, that's all up to you, the fans out there, on who you get behind. But I think a lot of people will get behind Braun Breaker once he moves up to the WWE. Hopefully, he'll change his name back to Braun Steiner. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully, indeed. But what are your thoughts out there on Braun Breaker's future and the future of the NXT? Let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Action Figure Adventure is back with Season 2, and we're going further than ever before. Checking out more toy stores than ever before, and seeing more incredible, iconic, and noteworthy pieces than you could possibly imagine. Once again, Jay grapples with how to build the ultimate action figure auction to support critically and terminally ill kids in need. Along the way, we'll chat about Holy Grail figures, perfect action figures, and showcase some incredible toy collections. Action Figure Adventure Season 2. 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Jinx TV Canada. Well, my friend, one half hour down, one half hour away from finishing this up for the third time without the (laughs) internet gremlins at all. It is the Pop Culture Cosmos. John Orlando from the PVD cast is here, as always, for the State of Pro Wrestling for February 2023. Wanted to go ahead and mention that right now, after the fallout of Royal Rumble, we are on the road. Actually, come on, John. We're, we're getting in the car, man. We're, okay. we got the key. I got the keys. We're, we're starting okay. up. We're getting on that road to WrestleMania, my friend. Driving okay. down that road, headed towards Los Angeles. It is going to be at a, a huge event, a weekend event. As I've always told you, John Orlando, 
The weekend is the smartest thing the mm. WWE can do when it concerns WrestleMania. You are correct, sir. You are correct. It's going to be a week-long event. I think it's pretty much materialized out there. It's a major thing. It's almost like it is the Black Friday for the pro wrestling industry. Oh, yeah. All the Indian, uh, independent shows and all the conventions that go on and take place in and around the the goings-on in the WrestleMania landscape. So looking forward to seeing what happens and emanates from that. But it is the road to WrestleMania. A lot of the fallout from Royal Rumble. The favorites here in Vegas did win as Cody Rhodes and Rhea Ripley won the Royal Rumble. I guess that's okay. You know, as I told you on one of our previous tapings that I thought Rhea Ripley is this version of Randy Orton just by her sheer presence, physical style and, and makeup and talent. I think she's always going to get over as a upper card near the top of the card, possibly even top of the card type of wrestler whether you like her or don't like her simply because of her physical stature and presence. I think that's something that she has that look that's always going to have her be at or near the top of the card. So it wasn't surprising to see for me to, for her to win. I would have liked Oscar with the new look with the kind of look that she brought back from even before she was actually a member of the WWE or NXT. But you know, I, I didn't think it, it was going to beat Rhea Ripley. In, on the men's side, I just told you when it comes to Cody Rhodes, I was just disappointed how it was done. He comes out 30th to no surprise and to all but, you know, a uh, pissing on everyone else type entrance with fireworks and all that. Because why didn't everybody else? Why didn't all these other WWE superstars get the same kind of special treatment as Cody Rhodes? He is coming out at 30 with the fireworks and all that. You knew he was going to get it. You knew he was going to win it. So I ask you, my friend, heading into WrestleMania season, is this what you wanted coming out of the Royal Rumble? Well, I think everybody knew Cody was going to get the, uh, the, the, the win and the opportunity. And as I said to you, I believe in one of our previous attempts that, yeah, uh, you know what would have been great? Not tell us that Cody Rhodes was coming to the Royal Rumble, you know, Think about the a massive explosion of cheers had he come out at 30 and nobody knew. Nobody knew. That would have been the road warrior pop, as they say in the biz. I think that they should have kept that under wraps. I think, though, that we got a glimpse of some future matchups for Mr. Rhodes. I think within the Royal Rumble, I mean, I think Gunther proved that he is definitely a strong monster heel that Cody could have to do battle with after WrestleMania when he wins the title. I don't think it's any any surprise. I'm going to say it. My personal opinion, he wins. He wins the title. You and I Roman both Reigns. like Gunther. We, we really do like we Gunther. We do. We do. And I, and I think he proved himself in the Royal Rumble that he's got the it factor to be that monster heel, to be that yeah, that that Bruiser Brody like that that King Kong Bundy like that you know we had in the eighties that was fed to your champion. I think that he could certainly fill that role. I think Logan Paul, uh, returning from his knee injury and and showing an, an amazing performance in the Royal Rumble, I think he could be somebody. It could be Cody Rhodes versus this cocky, arrogant outsider who you know doesn't have the legacy of the Rhodes family. I think that that's a great. Um, possibility i mean on, on top of all the other 
you know, all the other individuals like a Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. I think that Cody Rhodes is the smart decision in terms of a babyface champion. I think he's got a great story. You know, this is what dad couldn't do. Uh, I just think overall, I'm very. Or brother, used... by the way. Huh? Or brother. Remember, or brother. brother. Brother only got the Intercontinental. That's true. Um, I th- I'm going to use the term. I'm very optimistic about a, a Cody Rhodes title run. I am optimistic too. Don't get me wrong. I just thought the way they went about it. I would have oh. loved the fact that like, you know, like you said, surprised us yeah. and come out at maybe one or 15 or something where he goes through a long 45 to 60 minute run culminating in him winning with a desperate move to win and be victorious in the Royal Rumble as opposed to coming out to fireworks. Because if, if you and I are in that Rumble and you and I are working with each other, we're trying to you know beat each other up in the in the side there and then you hear the three two one and then all of a sudden you're seeing some other guy getting the fireworks and the and the pomp and circumstance to you know do the old macho man and rest in peace to his brother lanny popple who recently yeah. passed away yes. but if you and i are working with, I'm, i'd be like john this kind of sucks they're giving all to this guy i understand that makes us more money but it just seems like when you believe in someone more than someone else at your job, it's kind of disconcerting for you as far as your future with that company. If you and I were in the Royal Rumble and that happened, I would just looked at you and said, throw me over. Cause there's, uh, no, absolutely. <laughs> there's no point. <laughs> and you know what? I would have, I would have said, Let, let's just double close on each other and just, okay, over. there you go. Yeah, that's, that's what we'll do. Probably, That'll be our yeah. way out. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree that the otherwise the way... I probably would have done something stupid and done a plancha, just right itself, just landed face first into the mat. There you go. <laughs> Why did you just jump out of there? Be just because you know, I was scared of the fireworks. <laughs> I agree with you. I think the way that they they set this up for Cody, it was awful. I agree with you, but you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to the match with him and Roman Reigns. I'm not sure how it's going to go down. If we can, I'm going to I'm gonna segue to talking about some other members of the bloodline, if I may, for a moment. Well, that's that we're going to, okay, as long as it's not touching on the main event storyline, I want to touch on that by itself. As okay. Far as the, okay. Yeah, the, the, then yeah. I'll hold off. I'll hold off okay. on that. Then what about the women's side? The women's side went pretty much rudimentary, pretty much straightforward. I do like the fact that, you know, what comes out of it with those final four individuals in the Rumble are pretty much the final four who they see as far as major players going forward in Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Rachel Rodriguez, and Asuka. I'm not exactly high on Liv Morgan. I really, you know, she, she does have a, a, some fan you know, support behind her. So I give her that, but we've already talked about her run as a champion, not being what it, what it should have been, but outside the Becky Lynch and, and Bailey damage control type scenario you see the line of top contenders there outside of what we've seen already with with what's coming up in the women's section but did you enjoy the women's royal rumble for what it was worth i like the royal the the women's royal rumble a little bit better because i felt Mm -hmm. like they had better surprises and let's be honest that's part of the reason why we want to watch the royal rumble who's going to show up i felt that there was more with the return of piper nevin who's been gone for a while and the name change you had Zoe Stark, you had Roxanne Perez, you had um, Nia Jax at the end, 
which mm -hmm. hopefully that's a one and done and we don't see her anymore, but I digress. Um, so there was more surprises. I feel that they really kind of dropped the ball kicking off the women's Royal Rumble. They did a great job on the men's side. Mm -hmm. I mean, Gunther and Sheamus, fantastic. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, why was it not Beth Phoenix? Because they had an altercation earlier on in the evening. Yeah. So why not have them? And I'm not saying that Beth had to go an hour. Like, Beth could have gone a few minutes and gotten thrown over the top rope and then given Rhea, like, a few moments to rest. Because I always find that interesting, you yeah. know, when that happens. And you have that moment to rest for that person. Yeah, I, I liked it more. Like I say, Chelsea Green, there's another surprise. I knew there was one I forgot, even though she didn't last very long. I liked it better. I, I feel like uh, I've, I personally felt that maybe Rodriguez had a shot at winning it more so than Rhea Ripley because I think, again, I'm very high on her. I think she has the look, the physique, the agility. She we talked about all. 2024. We think she's really going to be in, coming yeah, into her. I, th I think so. I think so. I, I, see, I see Raquel going back with Aaliyah if she gets medically cleared here real soon and mm -hmm. being in that tag team title picture. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that, that that would help give her a little bit of more reps, if you will, and uh, get her game up a little bit. So I, I see bright things for Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, Rhea Ripley, though, I I was not, like, upset, like, oh, God, her again. No, I think, again, she has – well, over this last year, she has reinvented herself again. And I think that uh, giving her the shot against uh, Charlotte Flair, who is what she – is who she picked – I think is going to be a great match again. Again. <laughs> Cause I mean, they've had some really good matches. So yes, yes, I, I would say that this is this one at WrestleMania. I'm looking forward to. If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than retro city games from Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, the great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. But once again, it's John Orlando for the PVD cast. Please go ahead and check out what he's doing today at the PVDcast.com. When it comes to the Royal Rumble, though, on the road to WrestleMania, we cannot forget about something maybe of a uh, off turn, an off ramp for a possible different way to go about the road to WrestleMania. And that is through the bloodline storyline, which Sami Zayn and that partnership of the bloodline has now broken up ju so nobody seems to know what's going on with him because as what we saw in the royal rumble given the choice to whether or not to bludgeonly beat up a already defenseless kevin owens sammy Zayn decided to go ahead and smack roman reigns over the back with a chair leading to a confrontation leading to the point where the next pay-per-view at elimination chamber has sammy Zayn. And Roman Reigns. And on paper, you're thinking Roman Reigns is going to win this. But Sami Zayn has got a lot of fan support at this point in time. Would it be unrealistic to think at some point in time the WWE might say, hey, we might go ahead and start a run with you, Sami Zayn? 
Ooh, I don't, I really don't see that happening. He is never going to be more popular than he is right now. You're opinion. right. You're absolutely right. But I, I'm not going to say that it wouldn't happen because anything's possible. But personally, I don't, I don't see that. I just don't see it him getting a run with the title. I think that what they're doing at Elimination Chamber is kind of obvious. I think we know that Reigns is going to win. I think that also I'm going to throw it out there. I think this Friday the Usos drop the tag belts to Braun and Ricochet Mm -hmm. because I have a feeling Jay's not going to show up and it's going to end up being a two-on-one. I feel like we find out uh, maybe right before, maybe the Raw before, the SmackDown before, WrestleMania, we find out that Jay's back in the fold and that leads to the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. That's a good possibility. And that that would be a great match to watch. I kind of think, though, if that's the case, I think that's still not the greatest way to utilize Sami Zayn on his short term popularity. I would, you know, still, I'm not a big Sami Zayn fan, but I'm seeing and observing the Sami Zayn experience right now. And I don't think it's never going to be as high as you are seeing it right now. And I think there's a window of opportunity to capitalize on it and to monetize it, which is the most important thing, of course, (laughs) to the WWE. And to do that, I would see a short-term run for Sami Zayn where he gets a sneaky, you know, win that, uh, or lucky win, lottery winning win on Roman Reigns, then you know, after a week or two, you know, running from Roman Reigns or outsmarting Roman Reigns, he finally gets back in the ring and, and gives it back. So that's my opinion. I know it all, all roads, ironically, and, and <laughs> lead to roads. All roads lead to roads and to a roads title reign. But I just don't think that if you do not, if you do not capitalize on Sami Zayn's popularity right now, then I see it as a missed opportunity. Well, if it's a if it's a missed he opportunity, personally, he's been on the record on on an interview saying he never sees himself as a WWE champion, which I think okay. is more endearing to him by the fans when he says stuff like this. That's a good point. See, I don't know because this is. Now you, you're making me think because I have said that I felt that the bloodline storyline it was perfect to do the breakup at Royal Rumble was perfect, perfect timing. Now that you're presenting this, maybe we should have waited till Mania. I, I would have I, waited till Mania. I think I would have waited till Mania. I would have teased it and teased it. You have just two pay-per-views you could have teased it to to get to WrestleMania where you actually could have done the dirty deed then. And then you would have created the Sami Zayn. Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens storyline where Cody Rhodes can defend it against other people and then ultimately lead to what a Survivor Series where he has to face off against Roman Reigns once again. I I just thought it could have been planned a little bit better. Would have dragged it out a little bit more, teased a little bit more, just so had I could, you know, because of the residual effects down the line and maybe even a short-term run for Sami Zayn just on top of that. I'm perplexed. I mean, you got me on that one. I like I said, I just even if you don't give it to Sami Zayn, I still would have probably said that the, that angle should have happened at WrestleMania. Just because yeah. of the fact, just because of the fact that monetarily you have not one but two top storylines 
You've got Cody Rhodes as your champion facing off against possibly new heels that you could throw at him. And then you have the bloodline breakup storyline, which could you know dominate another part. In fact, when you have two major shows averaging over 2 million fans each, might need to go ahead and have to have two major storylines to get through. Uh, I, again, I, like I said, I, I kind of thought that the, the, the bloodline storyline had went far enough, but maybe, maybe they should. I, I think it's a, it's, it's an, a peculiar situation because you feel that you have to give the fans what they want, which is Cody Rhodes champion. Mm-hmm. But yet I can see where you're coming from that you have, a short amount of time with Sami Zayn to capitalize and get all the merch, you know, and get everything that you you can out of that. I would just like to go on record real quick. Sorry, this just popped in my head. No, I hate Elimination Chamber. I wish that this pay per view a never happens. But if they were going to do it, do I it later in the year. Later in the year, put put WWE's Fast Lane on, on in February. So or not, Extreme Rules or something like that, or something like that, because I don't like the physical structure of the uh, of the elimination chamber i don't like the match it's really not a match it's people get hurt how many times has somebody gotten hurt legitimately in it i'm not a fan of it i just although i will say this i do like that they're going to make the u.s title the focal point of the men's uh, elimination chamber it's something different something Something different different. yeah you know it may elevate that title even more uh but yeah i mean I'm just I'm sticking to my guns. I think Sammy loses in Montreal, and that pushes him and Kevin Owens towards a, a, a matchup with the Usos. Now that the other question is Solo Sokoa, what does he do for WrestleMania? Because it seems like he, unless you bring some other individual into it, that it's Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and X, Y, or Z versus Solo and the Usos. You know, I mean, that could be, I, this sounds weird, but what if Bad Bunny is the partner of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens or Johnny Knoxville? True. Very good point. <laughs> he needs a job after he just lost his other one the other day from who as Hulu canceled his reboot show. So, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. But I will say, though, that with the road to WrestleMania leading all roads go to roads. And we, we both think that Rhodes is going to be the guy that they're going to try and pin their hopes to going forward as far as at least a title run of a few, you know, two, three, four, five, six months, maybe even longer. We'll see. But when it comes to Roman Reigns, uh, you know, I think that they're not done with him as a top guy. Oh, no. no. Yeah, not, not, not by any stretch. I mean, how many times did they go back to the well with Brock Lesnar? Mm-hmm. So, you, you, yeah. So I really think right now that, if they are going to have to grease it, I mean, obviously they're doing a little bit of that when they're putting Sami Zayn as the top billing as far as a, a main event for the Elimination Chamber. And so in some way they are trying to monetize it. I just think if you, they could have figured out a way to extend the storyline of the breakup, slow breakup of the bloodline even further for about just another six to eight weeks, I think we could have seen something materialize where you have one, not one, but two top storylines emanating out of WrestleMania on the men's side. So that well, sounds just me. I'll throw an idea at you that was set uh, on the PVD. Like a Saturday top storyline emanating from there and a Sunday top storyline emanating from there. Could they split the titles? 
in your scenario, could they split and Sammy have one? And then you go to WrestleMania, Roman loses the other one to Rhodes. I guess so as a short-term pop thing, but you you and I both know how much I despise ah, having same a, here. a Monday and Friday championship. The fact that they never paired up the women's title and made it one title and unified that is kind of irritating still to me to this day. They see have no seeming no inclination to do so. So I'm really kind of discouraged by that. But yeah, I, I could see that happening as a short-term thing that would kind of gain some interest and Sami Zayn being crazy and having a lot of fun being a short-term champion. But I don't think that'll happen. I don't think Sami no. Zayn, unfortunately, I think his time is now. And if they don't do it now, they won't do it. And that's a shame because, again, he has done so much to build this Bloodlines character into something that I think is really connected with the fans in a way that has not been connected with in quite some time. Oh, I agree right now. I've never been a Sami Zayn fan, especially like when he was doing the conspiracy theory junk and yeah. all that stuff. No, this is the best Sami Zayn that I've ever seen. Hands down. And I think a lot of credit goes behind the scenes for yep. creating the storyline for doing that. So yeah, it may not have been perfect as far as the timing of it, but how it happened, what happened, and what's emanating from it, I think they couldn't go much better, or they couldn't do much better than what they're doing now. So hats off to the WWE, and I, I didn't think a year ago we would be saying hats off to the WWE on that. So very surprised about that, but. Your overall outlook for 2023 for the WWE before we get to a description of what's coming up for the PVD cast and also some Matlock things before we <laughs> head on out. I'm optimistic. I, I think that when you look at the Royal Rumble this year, you saw a lot of young talent uh, show off their performances. Logan Paul, Gunther, uh, Cody Rhodes, even though I know Cody Rhodes has a lot of years under his belt, I think he showed off a, a great performance. Raquel Rodriguez. So I think that we're looking at, you know, we, we, we talked about, we analyzed NXT, but I think that the WWE has a good crop of younger talent. And I think that if the booking continues to be as good as it is, it's not perfect. There are still things I go, oh, that was terrible. But for the most part, I think I'm optimistic. As I said that with my thoughts on Cody's title reign, that's probably going to happen. I, I'm going to say that I'm I'm optimistic that this year is going to be a, a good year, some really good matches and some good action from the WWE. It is once again John Orlando for the PVD cast. There is no better place to go to talk about pro wrestling and also as well everything that goes on in pop culture than the PVD cast. Before we head on out, my friend, I want you to go ahead and give everybody an update of what's going on with the PVD cast and also go ahead and get a little tidbit in there on Matlock I heard for your Matlock show, there's a lot of good conversation that could be had as Variety and Deadline have recently reported that a Matlock reboot with Kathy Bates is now in production. You know what? I'll talk about it right now. Since you ended with that, half of a duo that presents a Matlock-themed podcast because it, that show holds a special it's place Talk? in our heart. It's called Matt Talk, correct. Yes. On Saturday night, just last night, went live with a live stream, which you can still catch over on the Facebook page. It is Matt Talk Podcast. We talk about this because it's it's a little bit controversial. A lot of fans are a little bit hesitant to uh, give their support to this new reboot, if you will. Um, what a surprise. What a I know. Surprise. I know. What a surprise. And uh, again, again, they're just shooting a pilot. That does not mean it's going to become an actual TV show. But nonetheless... Uh, Jason, my partner, and I discuss it. You could check it out over on the Facebook page. Uh, of course, Matt Talk. It's Matt Talk 
podcast once again and available also through um, Jason's uh, podcast uh, of the Three Geeks podcast Facebook page as well as the PVD cast Facebook page as well. Gerald, I think you mentioned it. I've been uh, recapping the Royal Rumble with my guest Ringside Rand. Uh, that's the current episode of the PVD cast where we kind of go match by match and we analyze what uh, we liked about the matches, what we didn't like about the matches, what we think might be um, some of the fallout from the Royal Rumble. And we even, even drop a few spoilers about maybe the upcoming season of Dark Side of the Ring. That would be season four, a couple of the topics that they might tackle yeah, so check it out at pvdcast.com. Uh, it's available through all those major podcasting outlets and also on CROC Radio up there in British Columbia. And uh, thanks, buddy, for uh, for accepting the PVD cast onto your network. I appreciate it very, very much. Great guy, Buddy Gold with Croc Radio. Got to give him a shout out. Glad you and him were able to connect. And you never know, the pop culture cosmos may appear. Oh, actually, it does already appear for years <laughs> now on Croc Radio. <laughs> He also wants inside sports fantasy football, so I'll be throwing his way a Super Bowl special. So I'm sure he'll enjoy that coming up here this week. But before we head on out, my friend, I wanted to go ahead and thank you so much, as always, for being a part of what we do on the state of pro wrestling. I mean, we've heard this about every 80s, 90s reboot that they've done. There has been a couple of reboots that have been actually worked. The Night Court reboot is killing it. Oh, and Quantum Leap. Yeah, Quantum Leap is killing it. Yeah, Magnum PI now that it's on NBC is is doing pretty good itself. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, a lot of these reboots uh, do fail, but there are some that still succeed. So my best to you and your partner on Matt Talk. Hopefully, it will exceed your expectations that you have for it. But just great having you here, my friend. I think when we talk next, it's going to be just before WrestleMania. I think we got to go ahead and have a preview special. So. Okay. Any thoughts leading into it before we head on out? No thoughts, but I do want to say thank you very much for having me on again. It's always a blast to be here on the PCC, and uh, hopefully those internet gremlins are gone, and they stay gone. So I hope so, man. <laughs> I hope so as well. You've been very patient. I truly appreciate it. Glad that we can just brush away all those internet gremlins and us working in the corner, very despondent with Cody Rhodes coming out to the fireworks. And we're kind of pissed and mad that, you know, that it, we didn't get the same. You know, we're going in the back at the gorilla position and raising some heck because why didn't we get fireworks too? Huh? Why do we need to come out at number 30? Huh? Give us a chance. Push us to the moon. How do about you, that? Do you think then we would get your fired? Yelled at us? Well, that depends on how much we do in merch. True. <laughs> that, that all depends. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that if we do any stuff on the side, if we do anything on the side that they oh, have well. issues with, that's a no, no for them. I mean, maybe we could get Tony to write a, a bigger check. If we leave WWE. Possibly. Absolutely. Show up on dynamite. That could be some dynamite there going on. All right. I like that. There you go. John Orlando and Gerald glass for the newest tag team to hit out there. <laughs> We'll be called the podcasters. That will just, that's how, how great creative will be. The pod fathers. Indeed. There you go. (laughs) Once again, it is John Orlando from the PVD cast. Please go ahead and indulge on the entire library of great content at the pvdcast.com. Also as well, Matt talk, talking the greatest things that's going on in the world of Matlock. John, it's been an extremely great pleasure talking to you as always. 
continued success with your shows. And I'm looking forward to going ahead and talking about the state of pro wrestling when we return in March, my friend. You got it. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much as always, John. And looking forward to when you come back into, once again, the pop culture cosmos.